Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Tonight, our topic, expectations of non-ADHD spouse to survive. With us in our virtual studio is Dan, an anonymous uh, guest, which we'll get into a little bit more in a minute. But first, some announcements. Tonight is Tuesday, July the 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern time in the year 2018. Um, a few announcements. I'd like to thank Lori Dupar for inviting me to be a uh, guest speaker at the 2018 Success with ADHD Telesummit that will take place July the 23rd through the 27th in the year 2018. I'll be speaking about uh, ADHD working memory and overcoming uh, project procrastination. Um, there'll be a host of other uh, speakers and experts, guests, many of who we've actually had on Attention Talk Radio, so I can attest to uh, the quality of this. Uh, to learn more and register for the event, go to succeedwithadhdtelesummit.com forward slash ATR. Um, let's see. Also, uh, tonight's show is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. We're offering you two free digital copies of Attention Magazine. All you need to do is listen uh, to our show for two secret words that will be given out and uh, email them to, me, to us and either send us the words with the date uh, of the show or the title of the show. And uh, we're going to send you two uh, Attention Magazine uh, subscription in a PDF format. The email address to send it to is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Again, tonight's show is being brought to you uh, by Chad. We've got a little tip that they're going to play, so let's roll that, and we'll get into the show. It's not uncommon for someone with ADHD to struggle with anxiety, which could lead to stress and other health issues. Understanding how anxiety and ADHD may coexist is step one. Both can be managed with the right diagnosis and treatment, so be sure to talk with your doctor. To learn more about anxiety and ADHD, visit Chad's website at helpforadhd.org. Thank you, Chad, for that, uh, for that tip. For those of you that are not familiar with Chad, they're the world's largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage our listeners to become members. Uh, there's a lot of great member benefits, but the real reason is a uh, – uh, Chad is, is speaks with the voice of our community. They're the ones that are um, advocating on Capitol Hill, talking to different regulatory agencies to make sure that uh, our voice is heard and that we have a, a table. So, again, to learn more and to join, go to chadd.org. Okay, so let's get into tonight's show. I did a show a couple years ago um, entitled uh, Men Married to ADHD Women, a Survival Guide, and it was fascinating to me because it was a spectacular show. But the feedback that I got was really more everybody was paying attention to it as a survival guide. And what I think that was missed in the maybe I didn't emphasize it or maybe just to really come out was really the gist of the show was really all about expectations and how to deal with those with ADHD by adjusting your expectations. And so we're going to rerun um, clips from that show back then, uh, but with a little bit different spin this time, what I really want you to focus in on as you listen to this program is listen to expectations. And, and Dan, as he describes it, Dan is still married to the same individual and is still thriving. 
uh, based off of the wisdom and the words that he shared um, in today. And I really think um, if we listen to the conversation and the role expectation plays, the role of changing those expectations, and literally the process of almost thinking that everything is kind of like almost like gone and just starting from zero is really makes a lot of sense. So let's roll the tape. We hope that you enjoy the show. I met Dan, just happened to meet him one day, and we were talking about life, and he had mentioned that his wife had ADHD. And I said, wow, that must be quite a trip. And he goes, yeah, imagine that your wife is in an accident that's really, really bad and is going to be laid up for six months, and you've got you know, two kids. And he says, what you got to do is you just got to figure it out. And, and that's kind of the way Dan represented he did this. And so uh, uh, everybody, Dan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Pleasure to be on. You know, Attention Talk Radio, we like to pay attention to attention. And one of the things that we really like to do is, is, is say, you know, if you pay attention to certain things this way, you get this answer. But if you take, pay attention to it differently, you get a different answer. And one of the reasons that I think that this is such a great topic is I think it's attractive to our crowd. But that, that, that line that I just said, imagine that, you know, you're in a car accident. Your wife is late. I mean, your wife is in a car accident. She's laid up, and you've got to take care of the kids, and you just got to figure that stuff out. I think that really puts – Put things into perspective here a little bit for people to start thinking about, um, you know, living, being married to an ADHD spouse is a little bit different. So um, can you tell us a little bit about your experience, and we'll kind of get into some details of some things that you've done to, to Sure. Survive. Well, you know, uh, I've been married uh, over 20 years to my spouse, and but I've also met a lot of ADD, ADHD women over the years, uh, uh, many, many and mm-hmm. talk to them uh-huh. and but i realized about 5 years into the marriage that uh being married to an ADD spouse or an ADD woman is different mm-hmm. and it took it took me a while and i made some mistakes at the beginning <clears throat> and uh a, a lot of it because of my expectations uh-huh. uh, i had the expectation of um uh, a tra- I grew up in a traditional household, and I had expectations of certain traditional things. And not, I'm not really talking about gender expectations in terms of well, the women's got to do all the housework and the men works, but just in general, in the in the bell curve of living, we all have our expectations of of what your spouse is going to do and what you're going to do, even uh-huh. if you share the housework and that. And yep. I learned with ADD. It was a whole paradigm shift, Um, Mm -hmm. and that's why I gave you that example. It's not just, you know, making a little adjustment here, a little adjustment here. It's a whole shift in how you think about your relationship. I like, I like, I love the word paradigm because I I think that's key. Is you have to really just shift everything, um, which leads to shifting some of your expectations. And I'm hearing that that's one of the things that you had to do. Absolutely. I mean. Uh, some of the issues were gender oriented. I mean, people uh, sometimes people with ADD are, are very disorganized, so uh-huh. uh, they don't they don't say keep a, a, an organized house. Uh-huh. Okay, so for the first few years, you know, I put everything away, and then it would just get messy again, and I put everything, uh-huh. and I I get frustrated that even when we tried to make some agreements. Uh, the house wasn't kept like we, you know, I thought a, a norm, quote, normal, not perfect, but just a sort of yep. normal house, yep. you know. Yep. But I realized not only is my wife 
not good at that, could, didn't do it, it wasn't that she couldn't. It wasn't that she wouldn't. It was she couldn't. Yep. And I, when I realized she couldn't, I said, okay, that's a whole other thing. And that's where, okay, imagine if she did break her leg and I had to uh-huh. do everything. What would I do? And that, in a way, is, is, is part of the shift that I'm talking about. There, there are certain things that the ADD person just can't do. And my answer to that is then you have to accept it, respect it, and make different arrangements and, and don't keep pounding your head against the wall and, and hoping that something will change because it's not going to. I, I, I like – when you say different arrangements, I can't help but there's just so many people that we have brought on the show. We've talked about various different things, and so much of um, – a lot of people's tips and solutions point at you got you can't change the person you just got to adjust the environment for them to kind of thrive in and i'm hearing a little bit of that in there in what you're describing here too is is you've got these people you can't you can't have these other expectations you just maybe need to adjust the environment a little bit for them to thrive and maybe your environment's not going to be as traditional as you might think is that am i misrepresenting that no, no, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. But I think it even goes beyond that. And uh, I like this topic because another way to look at it is imagine that their disability, and it really this part, what I'm talking about are the things that may in the relationship may bother you or, or are non-traditional and would maybe frustrate the non educated ADD spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by thinking of it as even worse, almost think of it as a, a if you go, that, that let's say it was a complete brain injury. Uh-huh. And you say, wow, uh, there is a complete problem going on. Now I'm going to have to fix it with my family and my friends and my, and my support system. I'm going to have to completely change how we deal with our household from the kids to the all of the household things we have to do to uh not just even gender role things just you know paying the bills anything like that let's assume the person's out of the picture how would i handle it well in mm-hmm. some ways you have to do that you have to go all the way to the extreme then you pull back rather than just saying okay fix this little thing fix this little thing and that helped me a great deal and just for instance, so like my wife's not good in the kitchen, okay? Yep. She's a lousy cook. So yep. I don't let her near the kitchen. I don't want yep. her near the kitchen. Yep. I'd rather her go and do what she's really good at. She can. She's good at what she does, and she can make a nice living, and she can make enough money and not have to be in the kitchen, and we can either hire somebody or I can do it or a friend can do it. You just have to change your thinking. But I stopped being fr- – after about five or seven years – I stopped being frustrated. This attitude let me not to be frustrated and let me just actually enjoy her for who she is. I I really, really like what you said a second ago. Go to the extreme and then pull back. Yeah, go go further. Make believe the whole situation is worse. What would you do? How would you adjust? And how, and, and how would you manage and how would you deal with that? Because if you can do that stuff and then pull back, it's a lot easier than going part of the way and expecting something to change on the other side when it's not going to. It is. It really is. Well, um, again, same thing. Uh, let's say 
Let's even say, so uh, let's stay away from gender roles. Let's say your wife mowed the lawn. A lot of uh-huh. women mow yep. the lawn these days. Yep. And let's say she couldn't mow the lawn anymore. Well, yep. you're going to have to figure out a way how to do it. Either you do it yourself or you hire somebody or you get a friend to do it. I mean, and in any of those situations, you have to do that. Now, the way we've been able to work it out is, you know, first of all, there, there's all the tasks of daily living, right? And so the best thing to do to make it work is split it up based on talent, that who's uh-huh. good at doing what. Yep. And so for the ADD spouse, whatever she's good at or he is good at, let him do it. Even yep. if you could do it too, let him do it and let him spend as much time as possible on that part of the task. Then you do other tasks that they can't do. So mm-hmm. the first thing is you've got to sort of split it up. But now yep. – then there, what happens, though, there are certain things you're both not good at. Yep. And then that's when you have to get a third party in. And that's a really good tip we've learned. You have to get a third party, whether you hire them, whether you trade for it, whether you get a friend or family member. There's just going to be things, you're, especially if you're both ADD maybe. Yep, uh, yep. You have to get a third party. And wow. a lot of people just don't do that. They don't think in, in those terms. I, t- I tell you what, um, uh, Dan, I need to run to a break real quick. We get so if we listen to those excerpts from the perspective of expectation and that notion of pulling back to the extreme and then working our way back, I think it's really, really insightful um, perspective for many with ADHD or that are impacted by ADHD to really kind of manage it. And, um, again, we're talking about uh, Dan's relationship with uh, his spouse who has ADHD, but I hope that you were able to glean uh, the need for those adjustments of expectations and going to the extreme in order to kind of make that happen. We're going to go to break right now uh, real quickly. The secret word tonight is expectations. Again, the secret word is expectation. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and Executive Function Challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Get it right with Omega Bright, the premier natural advanced omega-3 formula for improved attention and focus. Omega Bright was formulated by Dr. Carol Locke while on faculty at Harvard Medical School and was the first high-concentrate omega-3 on the market. Omega Bright is recommended by New York Times bestseller and leading ADHD authority, Dr. Ned Hollowell, who takes Omega Bright and recommends Omega Bright to all his patients. Order Omega Bright today. Visit OmegaBright.com or call one 800 699-6525. Enter code ATTENTION on checkout for the chance to win a month's supply of Omega Bright. 
Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. Do you have something those with ADHD need? Advertise on Attention Talk Radio. We are a narrowcast, internet-based radio show targeting those with or impacted by ADHD. To learn more about advertising opportunities, email attention at attentiontalkradio.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. We're here with Dan Sullivan, and we're talking about Men Married ADHD Women, a Survival Guide. And before the break, I think there was a, a few exceptionally uh, key points to draw out. One of those is you've got to adjust your expectations. And that notion of um, imagine that your spouse is, in a, is laid up in a car accident and you've got to do it all yourself. Go to the extreme. You've got to figure out how you're going to do all that stuff, and then you can kind of pull back from there. Um, and again, to me, that just really makes an awful lot of sense to have that mindset to go, to go into that. And then the other piece of it, too, is is – you alluded to is, you know, determine what tasks are out there and let the per- people do, the spouses do, whatever they're really, really good at, which I think kind of goes to, you'll touch about that a little bit more later, if your spouse is really good at certain things, like making money, hypothetically, let them go work um, and do some of those other things. But th- that notion of this is, is split those things up, let them do the things that they can do, spend the time on the, on the things that maybe they can too. And then I, I, where we were before the break is identify those things that are difficult for the both of you to do and consider getting a third party. Now, when we say get a third party, what does that look like from your perspective, Dan? Well, you know, a third party means someone else, anybody else. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the whole goal is for the, the marriage and the system to be in balance. Yep. You want both of you to be in balance. And – to be in balance is when, you know, all the tasks are being done, you have enough time for recreation, you have enough time to enjoy each other. So, uh, as I said, the first thing, you know, split up the tasks, uh, that what you're good at. And let's say, yep. you know, 80, 90% of them, one of you yep. are can good at and do. Maybe yep. a few of them you do together even, uh, yep. if it's fun, yep. you know, if you like gardening or something. But then there might be one or two things you're just both not good at. Maybe it's paying the bills. Or yep. maybe it's uh, uh, paying your taxes, or maybe it's uh, uh, you know straightening a closet out. I don't know. Whatever it is, get yep. someone else to do it. Now, again, first thing. I mean, if you can hi- if you can afford it, you hire somebody. Now, remember, if you have to pay an extra hundred bucks a month, you know that may be one or two hours of work that you have to do. And if one of you can just work and make that extra money for that tax. And, and if that, because if that one thing is really hurting the relationship, believe me, it's worth a hundred bucks a month. And you try to find that. Maybe you work one extra hour or two extra hours. Yep. Okay. But let's say, okay, maybe you can't. Maybe you know you're you're on a tight budget. You just can't do that. You can't find the extra money. You can get a friend or or a family member and trade and say, look, maybe you're good at writing thank you notes. And you'll do their thank you notes, and they'll mow your lawn, or or they'll clean your. Ask them to come over and just clean your closet for you, and you go and cook them a great dinner. Um, 
you know, just use your imagination. Everyone, we all have skills, and sometimes the friend will just do it because you've opened up to them saying, this is really hard for me. This is hurting our relationship. We need to get this done. Can you do this for us? And you know what? Friends will just do that, and then you'll do something for them sometimes. I, I can't help it. You know, there, I, when I first got married in the early stages, we I, we lived in a bigger house and all that kind of stuff. And you get that. And I remember I was a master swim coach in Tampa on the side, um, the Tuesday nights and Thursday nights and, and Saturday. And my dad gave me a hard time because we grew up. You know, you didn't have a housekeeper, you didn't have any, you didn't have lawn service and all that kind of stuff. And we had the time. And he was blasting me like, you know, what the heck are you doing? You know, you have my table this morning. I said, no, 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 no. I said, I I have this this master's coaching job, I enjoy that. That's my chores. I use the money that I get from that to go pay for those things at home that I don't necessarily like to do. And that's, I think, a good example of, 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 of employing a third party where I'm saying, hey, listen, I'm not very good. I don't really like to do that, so I'm going to go get a job that I really enjoy doing and look forward to as a means to kind of subsidize that. There's that. And the, the other thing is um, when you start to barter with other people, I can't tell you, you – know, Dan, I've coached several people – and you start about this trade type of thing, and it's, some of them find it difficult, but I can't tell you how many people I've worked with where they, they get up like a voucher or they, they come up with monopoly money, and they put some type of piece of thing so that they can go back and forth of value, and they start to trade that with, with the neighbors. And because they're doing that, and you say, hey, listen, I'm going to give you – here's you know these vouchers for whatever. If you come and do this, when they have that, it actually makes it easy for them to come back to you. And those little types of things can kind of help get some of these trade things started. And at the end of the day, you think about it. I know I we have kids that have be shuttled all over the place. I got I got two that are six years apart to do different sports. We couldn't survive unless we traded with other people to move carpools and stuff like that. So I think that that what you're saying here really really makes a lot of sense. And certainly you can pay it. But there's other creative ways that you can actually bring things to the to the party and actually engage other people and get them to help out with those things. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the other thing you mentioned something about, you know, you grew up and your your father thought one thing or your mother thought yep. another thing. The thing is, you know, uh, I like the term I've heard, uh, you know, there's the neurotypicals and the neuroatypicals. I mean, and the yep. ADD people are in the neuroatypical world. And just so many of the rules of the neurotypicals don't apply to the, the neuroatypicals or to the ADD household. They just don't apply. and. Uh-huh. It goes back to my initial thought I said at the beginning. It's, it's, it's a whole paradigm shift of, of your mind. You know, so many of those little things that you, your mom or dad said, oh, I wouldn't do, are just wrong for, yep. for neuroatypical. I actually call it, uh, I've, I've heard the word I used to call it, you know, the arrogance of normality. I mean, neurotypical families just sort of have this arrogance because they can do the tasks of, da- of daily living so easily, and there's yep. a little arrogance about it. But you know what, people, ADD families, you know, everyday life tasks are difficult and hard and, and even overwhelming to many people. And uh, we have to still keep our families in balance. And so if you have to break those rules of the neurotypicals, you, you, you have to do that. Otherwise, you won't be in balance. Um, so I just yep. think that's really important. And I, 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 the, what you just said, I just all of a sudden had a flash of a show that we did with uh, Terry Maitland last August, and she was talking about. She's, I mean, she's a she's an ADHD expert, known right too. But she was speaking of it from an individual, a mom has ADHD, and she had this rule that kind of blew me. Actually, two rules that blew me away. One was there's always got to be two adults in the house at, at the same time because 
if she has ADD kids there and she's ADD, she always needed another adult that was there so that she could either get some things done or the other person would do something so she could spend some time with the kids, which um, which is just not a, a, a typical rule you'd think in the household. And the other one was that just blew me away. She, with her kids' IEP plan, she was like the military with uh, her school and their IEP plan, that, and she stood up. There's no homework to come home. And she was she stood fast on that, and her 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 argument was is that that number one is that should stay at school, and when if that came home, number one, I'm not very good at helping my kids do the homework. That's one issue. It's not a strength, but the other side of it is, is I need to have balance with my kids. I don't need to be this adversarial relationship where I'm kind of like whipping out the baseball bat and start swinging to get their homework done. I need that kind of done there because I need this other relationship, which goes back to I think what. In, in, a, in an interesting way, Dan, to balance. You got to have this balance in the relationship. Is that am I misrepresenting this, or is it? Is, is that no, I mean no, those are those are good examples. I mean, uh, and and again, you know, you, you're right. You have to have the balance. Uh, any any relationship has to have balance, mm-hmm. and um, it's very hard to make it happen with an ADD relationship because. Uh, you're taking generally it takes you a lot longer to do those tasks of daily living, mm-hmm. so you don't have as much free time because when you yep. have free time you're you're just trying to get organized or clean your house yep. or um so that's why it's equally so important to try to actually even be proactive and get that third party if you can afford the house cleaner or do that yep. or whatever yep. what, especially the real toxic things everyone. Has every couple has a toxic part of the relationship yep. that just really can get to the other person and make them crazy. Well, if you have one of those toxic situations, that's where you really want to get that third party or make some other arrangement. Yep. Um, the other thing I want to mention about trading is about also you can trade with each other. Now let's say you, you've you've agreed upon what task you're doing, and oh yes, I've agreed. You know, I'm going to take the kids every day, and you're going to pay the bills. Yep. But sometimes, even when you have that agreement, uh, things get out of kilter because just one person may be spending more time. Yep. And slowly over time, resentment builds up. Uh-huh. And I found a, a good thing to do at that point is if you're the the spouse who is doing less, mm-hmm. so um, whether it's the ADD spouse or the non-ADD spouse, sometimes you have to make a big gesture. Uh-huh. A big gesture is really important. So, for instance, you say, you know what? Let's say if the husband's taking uh, the kids every day, you know, and uh, and the woman's working, and the kids, uh, and the guy's taking the kids, you know, every afternoon, you yep. know, and it's starting to get a little much, you know. The woman, a good thing, a big gesture, buy him two tickets to his favorite baseball game and surprise him, or or a weekend in in Las Vegas with his buddies. Uh I mean, a really big thing, or if it's the other way around, a man can give maybe, you know, a spa, a weekend spa to the lady. Say, hey, you know what, I just want you to know how much I appreciate what you're doing, and it's not a small gesture, I'm going to take you out to dinner, it's a big gesture. Those things go a long way. Dan, again, I need to run to another break real quick. Um, we come back. 
Again, I hope that you were uh, listening in that excerpt for um, expectations and some of the adjustments. And also, we're starting to get a little bit of gratitude that's kind of creeping in when you are working together with individuals. We've done shows before that talks about mindfulness and meditation as being a shift of attention, but we've also talked about um, the shift of attitude. So uh, there is the shift of attention and a shift of attitude, and some of the acknowledgement and some of the gratefulness kind of comes in into play here, which is uh, – um, Loosely related to the, the theme of tonight, really, that is the, the spotlight on expectations. Uh, we are going to go to a commercial break. Um, real quickly, for those that are listening and tracking this, the secret word tonight is expectations. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a time timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. The Attention Talk Network has over 450 interviews and more than 210 hours of programming, which is overwhelming if you think about it. That's why I've made my list top 10 favorite Attention Talk radio interviews. Download the list at www.digcoaching.com forward slash ATR. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Uh, Dan, we did an interview, two interviews, uh, a year ago and two years ago with Dr. Russell Barkley. Um, two years ago was on emotion, and he's on this campaign because he believes that emotion should be a part of the diagnostic criteria for ADHD. And then last year we were talking about his new executive function deficit disability construct, and it was basically a new way of looking at ADD. And he was he's framing out ADHD. ADD is not an attention issue; it's a self-regulation issue. And two th- things that you need to regulate are your attention and your emotion. And since those interviews, in my own work, it's becoming blaringly obvious to me that, yes, emotions is as much a part of ADHD as anything else, and the regulation of those emotions. And when when somebody with ADHD gets overwhelmed, they have the regular emotions, but it kind of goes even higher. And one of those key things is to be able to downregulate it. And, And as you described, feel it, don't fix it, and just let them do their thing to get the emotions out. And like you said, you know, sometimes they might not even be using the right words, and sometimes they might be throwing tantrum and, and, and just cursing up a storm at different people. They don't necessarily really, really mean it. It's this emotional regulation that goes out, and, and I can see so much power in what you're saying, Dan. If you can just feel it and fix it and not take any of it personal and just kind of be there for them, it can only help their situation, which can only help your relationship. So I just powerful statement. Well, good. And and the thing is, because if you don't do that, then it makes it worse. Yep. And then it, it makes the situation worse. You get upset, they get upset, you get in a yep. big fight, and it makes the relationship worse. So it, it's just uh, like a lot of psychology, you just sort of have to go with it. 
Yep. Um, a few other just little tidbits and knickknacks that you know have come up in our conversation. That I just I just kind of want to weave in here. Um, you have this thing called TMS, <laughs> time, money, and stuff. Um, can you explain that a little bit for our listeners? Time, money, stuff. Well, uh, you know, uh, I've read about that, and and I mean that that's what a lot of ADD people have problems with: yep. time, money, and stuff. And those are the sort of the tasks of life that we have to deal with. And again, in all those three areas, um, it goes back to balance. You want your money. Ultimately, you want your money, your your financial life to be balanced. And if you can't do it, your husband can't do it, your wife can't do it, uh, you know, figure out who can make the most money. Yep. Yep. Uh, and also go out and, and get a third party. Get a fi- if, if you're not good at talking about money, yep. go get a financial yep. person. Stuff, same thing. The stuff we've talked a lot about that. You know, if you can share share the uh, share the tasks. If you can't do it, get a third person. And time, it's funny. We just lose time. Uh, yep. A lot of ADD people, you know, are late or, or, or. But I like to think of time more as free time, because yep. in a balanced life, you actually have free time to enjoy each other, to have a date night, yep. to have a date day. Um, and you want to get those third parties. You want to get the tasks organized so you guys actually have time to have that meaningful relationship and find out what you really like about each other yep. and, and do those things you like, have really a lot of fun at. Absolutely. What's life about? Absolutely. Well, you know, I think another conversation we had had that you had said, you know, when you you, you marry somebody with ADHD, it's an adventure, <laughs> and if life is an adventure, and if you just your expectations to be aligned there, and you open your mind up, it sounds like a lot can be done, um, as we we've, we've already discussed. Um, there's one other, a few other just things I just want to throw in as an aside. We've done we did a show with Dr. Tuckman and Dr. Olivardi one time about the families, and one of the things they talked about was simplification. And I know that um, if you can adjust your expectations sometimes, um, I've coached many people who, when it came to laundry, you know, the laundry's always in the washing machine or the, or, or the, or the dryer, and, and I've coached some people who are like, well, just turn your, your laundry room into a closet because the clothes are there anyway. You know, if they're never making it back to your drawers and it doesn't look like work, just, you know, move your stuff move your stuff into a bedroom and make a closet out because the stuff is there anyway. It sounds kind of silly, but when you do that, you, you adjusted your environment and you made it more simple in order for those with ADHD to do some things. I've even heard people turn kitchens into offices uh, because they, neither, neither one of the partners were, were cooks. They ate out a lot, and, and the non-ADD partners said, you know, this is actually really kind of nice because it's got all kinds of drawers and cabinets and stuff. It's really good for organizing. I can put stuff away, particularly if they were visual. So I just throw those things out there because if you're married to an ADHD spouse, sometimes simplicity in life can be really good. And if you change your expectations or your beliefs around how something, things might be, it's amazing with these clever little solutions you can come up to make things easier. So uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I throw one thing in there? Yeah, please. Too? One thing we haven't talked about, and married to an ADD spouse, though, is their strengths and why you married them in the first place. And yes. maybe they were different and you like that about them. Maybe they're quirky and you like the quirkiness about them. Maybe you – I know for me I'm a little um, anti-establishment sort of. I like break a few rules here and there. I, I like that in somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. or, or maybe they're very artistic or they're really funny. 
we we've got to get back to wait a minute. Why did we marry this person? Why are we with this person? Let them do what they do best as much as possible. Spend 99, you know, I would say anybody after 40, spend 99% of your time doing the things you do good and yep. and get rid of all the things you don't do well at all. And and it's very important to keep realizing why you marry that person in the first place or with that person and 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 help them be more who they are, be more unique, be more in an individual. And, you know, it, it might break a lot of society's rules, but so what? And uh, that, if you if you see that in the person and see that great part of them, they feel that and then they reciprocate and respect you back for who you are and help you be all you can be. So uh, knowing the person and, and going with their strengths is a key part of uh, a meaningful relationship. That was that was very well said. So I just uh, just accented is you know focus on why you married in the first place and help them be more who they can be. To me, is a real path to fulfillment on their side, fulfillment on your side, and kind of across the board. Um, Dan, before we wrap this up, anything else that you can think of? Any other last tidbits before uh, we say farewell to our listeners? You know, uh, again, I, I think that last one um, wrapped it up nice. Uh, um, just balance. Just remember, it's special being with an ADD person. They're special people, um, and uh, you know, love them as much as you can, and uh, and they'll give you the love back. Well, there you have it, guys. I got to tell you, I, Dan, this is brilliant stuff, and uh, and, a, and a great survival guy. Everybody should be taking some notes out there. And uh, I think one of the one of the biggest themes through here is uh, is uh, you got to look at the world a little differently. And the way we teed up this thing up at the beginning is a great way of doing it. Get the paradigm. Go to the extreme, and then you can always pull back. Again, t- today's show is really just repurposing an interview that I've done in the past. It's a lived experience and highlight the notion of adjusting expectations um, in the ADD world. And that notion of you know pull everything all back to the extreme and kind of working the next way there is something that we really wanted to kind of highlight and illustrate um, again, from feedback that I've gotten from the show, that people had not necessarily seen that, and I think it's very, very powerful. Um, I hope this uh, show gave you a pause to ponder and think about some of this stuff. Certainly, expectations adjustments um, is not necessarily always the easiest thing to do, but I think Dan has lived the experience and shared some examples of how it had a really very positive impact in his life. So with that, we'll close things out. We hope that you've enjoyed the show. Uh, tune in next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.